Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashline from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Kyle Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Howdy, y'all. This is terrific Tanya Heathcote from the beautiful state of Tennessee, wishing you better brain health. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is Shirley May, Cincinnati, Ohio. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Rick and I live in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. This is Cheryl from Hawaii. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, Aloha. Soul here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. Marcia, you had a question for us on a check-in. What's your question? Just give me one word with the temperature check of how you're feeling right now. Carl, one word. Release. Fabulous. Rick? Phosphorus. Excellent. David? Grateful. Awesome. Yum. Mr. Kareem? Ambitious, but I would always say that. (laughs) (laughs) Terrific. Tonya? Peaceful. Great. Yum. And the goddess Cindy? Good. Good. All right. The best always comes last. Miss Agnes. Agnes is, of course, as always, reading my mind. (laughs) How many would put a tick mark next to Agnes's word as one of the words you're feeling right now on this journey? I would. I would. I would. Mm-hmm. See, Agnes, you got I would. And sometimes, sometimes no. stressed. Stressed? Okay. As we get into who else, exercise 11, one of the steps in the program was for you to reach out to at least two or three people who are doing or have done what it is that you want to do. Our first question, I'm going to set the stage. Chapter 3 is about mentorship. 
teaching, being a teacher, being taught, being a student. I know that I've had people that I consider teachers fundamentally change my life. My life is richer, more blessed, more robust, more awake and aware because I was smart enough to be a student of that teacher. I'd like to hear three stories about a teacher that in your life has shaped you in a way that you are most grateful for. It does not have to be a teacher with some sort of formal teaching degree. Just a person who has really taught you something that you are most grateful for. You have shaped your life from that lesson. Because one of the people that shaped my life so much is on the call tonight. Her name is Masha Sortino. I never would have been half of what I am without Masha. And I want to thank her so much. She's such a leader. What is it that Marsha has taught you? To be a leader. The one thing that I lacked the most, or at least I thought that I lacked the most, was leadership. Every time when it comes down to the last hurrah, Marsha's always there to lead me through something. It's hard to compare anybody any, any differently. She took the patience and the time. That's leadership. What traits in Marsha were like pin codes that helped you unlock your leadership? What traits was she? She wouldn't happy? take no for an she ah, persistent. Okay. She got on me and she said, we're doing this, and I'm going to help you do this. Carl, you were saying that one of the traits that Marsha has is persistence, yeah? Very much so. She believed in me far more than I even could think about believing in myself. I didn't, all the way through my life, I didn't believe in myself. It started with another person before that, but she was the whole reason I continued on and do it. It was like she didn't push me that hard, but she knew I could do it, believed in me, just kept being persistent. When it comes to water cutting through rock, persistency always wins. I was like a rock. I didn't want to break. I didn't want to give. I didn't want nothing. She got right through that. That's what leaders do. They care about the person so much that they'll put the time in, even when they don't have the time. So persistent and tenacious. Write those two words down, Carl, because you're going to need them in an exercise we're going to do in a little bit. Persistent and tenacious. Miss Tonya, your story. <laughs> Interesting. My story is much like Carl's. I, too, want to honor a fellow member that has been a leader to me that has shaped my life, and that is uh, David H. Paul. He has been there with me through thick and thin. He's taught me to be a leader. He's taught me that leaders hold on to no ego. He's taught me to move beyond the excuses that I've made that kept me wrapped up in ego. He's done me the favor of holding my hand for a while and then knowing the perfect time to let go and push me out of the nest, watch me fly on my own. Mm, yum. So if you were to pick a couple of traits that you would say are pin codes David was able to push for you to help you recognize your leadership capacity, your growth capacity. Tonya, what are a couple of traits would you assigned to David? A couple of traits I would assign to David. Wow. Unconditional love comes up. Strength. Mm -hmm. 
Strength. Okay. Yes. Write those two words down. You will need them as we get into an exercise in the next few moments. Wonderful one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My grandfather comes to mind. He's been coming to mind a lot from taking this course. My grandfather never asked anyone for anything. He taught me to feed myself. He taught me to be persistent, tenacious. He taught me that I could do anything I wanted to in this life. I could help people. I could love people. I could do whatever I wanted to. My grandfather was a very loving, giving, caring individual. He didn't like it when people asked him for money. My grandpa had a third grade education. He taught me to stand on my own two feet. As you think of your grandfather, what traits do you sense helped you see him as a powerful teacher? His will and his ability to tell the truth, see the truth. Okay. Make sure you write those two things down. His will and his ability to divine the truth. The person that I can think of in my life that really made a big difference is a boss that I really didn't care for many years ago, like 30 years ago. I did learn from him as he saw in me that I had a very low self-esteem. Although I was a great worker and everything, I was very negative. So he saw a, a seminar. He brought me in his office. He signed me up. That seminar was a positive thinking seminar that would really help me. So I appreciated that. Over the years, it has helped me a lot. I can't say that I know what, <laughs> what things in that person I admired. Maybe his observance that I needed the help. And I can't really think of too many other things. So would you say one trait would be that he was creative? Yeah, he was creative. I guess he was. (laughs) Observant and creative. Remember those words. I'm going to follow the trend tonight. I'm probably the person I admire most. It's had probably the most profound influence in my life is Tanya Heathcote. You know, I met Tanya online when she courageously went out on a limb, put herself on video for the very first time, and then published that video directly to YouTube with the help of a mutual friend of ours. Tanya got out and took the risk of sharing her vision, her big dream, asked for help. I was lucky enough to reach back. It's been a five-year amazing friendship and business partnership that we've developed. I wouldn't trade it for all the tea in China and all the gold in Africa. The two traits that Terrific Tanya represent for me in my life is an absolute unstoppable courageousness, just a, I mean, a courageousness beyond anything I've ever seen in anybody else. Persistence. Courageousness and persistence. Beautiful. Write those words down. You'll need them soon. Hmm, some yummy stories. Marsha will be our last story, but before Marsha, we have got to hear from Cindy. Cindy. I'm curious. Cindy, we were talking about teachers. Can you recall a specific teacher that really had an impact in your life? If so, who is it and what happened? I would say Marsha. Yes, we've become great friends. She's very smart, confident, knowledgeable. She's been very good for me. She's been a very good inspiration. 
Marcia Certino. Her traits would be she's smart, she's confident. She's been a great inspiration for me. Inspirational. Okay. Make sure you jot down those words, smart, confident, inspirational. Okay. We'll need those in just a little bit. Kareem. I have a lot of great teachers. I would have to say my eighth grade teacher, Mr. Deegan, was one of the most influential people in my life. He always found roundabout ways of educating our class. He wasn't your typical teacher who just wanted to go through curriculum. He delved down into a lot of philosophy and a lot of different ways of looking at life when tragedy happened. And I remember him talking to our class after 9-11. Nobody understood what was going on, and we were all kind of panicking, our whole class. And I felt really good after he gave a speech and explained to us that sometimes life is going to throw some crazy circumstances at you. I didn't know what to expect. He had a way of making us understand that you're going to keep going through life even if you get bad grades, even if things don't work out. The traits I really like from him are being an anti-authority, I guess going off the grain, uniqueness, confidence, to speak his mind unabashedly, humor, because he had a funny way of doing it. He'd tell you something profound, but he could make you laugh. And that's mm-hmm. definitely someone who has impacted the way I conduct my life now. In my opinion, I'm a lot more mature than some people my age because I spent time and I listened to this person who took some of their advice to heart. Thank you. Sweet. Mahalo, Kareem. Good story. All right. I know Agnes is going, oh, crap, he's going to call on me. Oh, no. Ah! <laughs> I had a teacher in the fifth grade that she recognized I had a disability, but she didn't make a big show of it or anything. She would find ways for me to do things, but they did not make me feel like I was being singled out or anything, uh, like in playing ball. And she knew I couldn't run, so she allowed me to bat the ball. Then she would have somebody run for me. She didn't make a big thing out of it or anything. She didn't embarrass me or anything. She found different ways of letting me participate and not sit me over on the bleachers. It made me feel like I was left out. But She brought me into taking part in things, but yet it didn't make me feel like everybody was looking at me or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. Would you say one of her traits then was helping you feel welcomed? Yes, that, making you feel a part of everything rather than I had other teachers that would sit me over on the bleachers to watch or they would (laughs) do different things that made me, tried to make me do something that I knew I couldn't do or something like that, and then they knew I couldn't. I didn't feel comfortable when I was around them, so she made me feel comfortable. She took a special interest in me. She even visited me at my house, talked to my parents a time or two, just things like that that meant a lot to me. So I'm also hearing traits of inclusiveness. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we've heard this word before, observant. So she went above and beyond the call. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So make sure you remember those words, welcomed, above and beyond, inclusive, observant. We're going to need those in just a few minutes. Okay. And finally, the goddess, our team captain, 
Miss Marcia. Okay. This is somebody that I had a really true love-hate relationship. And she was my friend. <laughs> We're not talking romantic here. We are talking about a friend that I had that lived with me taught me how to hate, how to be mad. She really pushed my buttons to the limit. I mean, it took me a lot to really get mad and angry at somebody. This person knew exactly how to do that, and she did. At every moment that she could, she pushed my buttons. And what she taught me, incredibly, one day, I came home from work. She was living with me at the time. I came home from work. I found that she was in the midst of a seizure. And the day before that, we had had really terrible words with each other. There she was on the floor. I realized what was happening just from looking at her face, seeing that she was, like, conscious but unconscious at the same time. Like, her eyes were rolling and stuff like that. But I got down on the floor. I put her on top of me, and she could hear me. So I knew she was going to be okay. I held her, and I kind of massaged her feet. feeling that came over me that day was complete forgiveness for this person, complete compassion for this person who pushed me to the limit. It was such a revealing to me that, gee whiz, I am capable of every wrongdoing that mankind could probably do. Who am I to make judgment? She really taught me a lot about unconditional love and compassion that day. She was one of my greatest teachers, i got to say. <laughs> Marcia, if you were to think of a couple of traits. Compassion, yep. complete unconditional love. Would another trait be challenging? Oh, yes, challenging. Completely challenging, yes. Okay, so write down these words. Compassion. Unconditionally loving and challenging. My short list so far of powerful leaders, powerful teachers, their traits include being smart, confident, inspirational, persistent, tenacious, unstoppable, courageous, persistent once again, unconditionally loving many times over, strong, unique, they're humorous, They're observant, they're creative, they're inclusive, they're welcoming. The point to all of this is one of the ways that I help folks establish a leadership role. I used an exercise whenever I was involved in leading a group or I was put on a project or I was introduced as the next leader of something. I would ask everyone to do this little exercise. So all of you, piece of paper and a pen. Add to your list that you started now with the words that you've written down, what other traits, generically, do you seek in a teacher or a leader? What other traits? Just take a couple of seconds, intuitively, from your gut, think of some traits that you automatically seek in a leader or a teacher or a mentor. Write those traits down. What I would normally do with our exercise, we would all be around a table or on a conference call or whatever the case may be. I'd have people write these words down on a post-it note, one word per post-it note. 
then once they had their three or four traits posted, I'd have them post their post-it notes up on a wall or a window or whatever, and I'd have everybody look at those post-it notes so that everyone could get to see how the different flavors of leadership and teaching, they could see what types of benchmarks are being established. What are some of the other words that you wrote down? We'll start off with David. Did you have a couple more words to add to your list? Accepting, understanding, okay. at peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Honesty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tonya, did you come up with some additional words? Yes, I did. And the words are dependable, genuine, and disciplined. Ah. Okay, I'm taking notes here. Disciplined. Uh, excellent. Thank you, thank you. Kareem. Charismatic, because you need charisma in a leader. Independent. I have to work independently sometimes in leadership roles. Humble, energetic, ambitious. That's all. Excellent. Very good. Rick, thank you. I was thinking of all the martial art teachers that I went through, what it took to find the first real teacher. It took me 30 years to find a real kung fu teacher. He was truthful, focused, knowledgeable on the subject. He had experience. He demonstrated excellence in the field. Wow. All right. We've got a good list going. Truthful, focused, knowledgeable. Rick, can I use the word expert? Is that a fair summation of knowledgeable? Yes, I like that word. That's a good one, yeah. Expert. Okay, cool. Cheryl? I came up with confident, caring, fair, equality. Excellent. Miss Agnes, did you come up with some more words? Yeah, I think that a good teacher would be an encourager and she would respect others and she would also demand respect. She would be confident. She would love what she's doing. She would love teaching and she would love people. Those are some of the things I thought of. Very good. All right, we're getting a good list here. Miss Marsha. I'm looking for a leader with the traits some diverse experiences, one that's collaborative. I'm looking for down-to-earth. I don't know how to explain down-to-earth. Is that a trait? (laughs) Earthy. Earthy. I think another one would be discerning. Some really good traits here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Who picked up some repeated terms? For just a couple of seconds here, who has picked up a couple of repeated terms? What popped out for you? Accepting. I mean, without fail, everybody has said to one degree or another, a leader has to be a person who is accepting of others and themselves. Very true. All right. That's one end of the spectrum. I would like you all now to switch gears. I want you to think of three traits or terms or characteristics that suck in a person who has been one of your teachers, who has been one of your leaders, your bosses, your managers, your whomever was in a role of authority. Whoever has been in your life in a role of authority, what three traits did you despise in them, hated in them, loathed in them? They did it and it just... 
Now, I realize that this list could probably go on and on and on, but just out of curiosity, if you all would just jot down three different terms that someone in authority, possibly a leader, possibly a teacher, there are things that they did that it kind of in a reverse way taught you what not to be. They did it, and you made a note going, God, I'd never do that to somebody. Three traits that I... Never want to be like arrogant, micromanaging, complaining. I had a boss there, especially around Christmas, they would have alcohol and all that. He would get really friendly and want to kiss everybody. To me, that was disgusting. He was supposed to be a professional, and yet he was... Mixing, I would say, mixing business with whatever. I know one time he wanted to know if I would go for a ride with him on his motorcycle. I just didn't like it, the way he came across. So I lost a lot of respect for him as, as a supervisor. Harassment? Yes, I would say forward. that. Yeah. You... A bit forward and harassing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheryl? Overbearing, instigator. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Overbearing, button pusher, and what and else? And also degrading, that they put you down. Ah. Don't like that at all. That doesn't feel good to anybody. <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you. Rick? I have wimpy, lying, and fake. <laughs> the wimpy boss, spineless, Cheryl and I always called it. Like milk toast. <laughs> ah, yes. Yep. Someone that was sort of fake and just like a, that lies all the time. But Duplicitous. What do you call it? Duplicitous. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Kareem? I've had some bosses that, like Rick was saying, are deceitful. That's one quality any leader or any boss, I personally think needs to go away because integrity, to me, is worth everything. If you're not going to be honest about what you're doing and your dealings with people, what you're trying to accomplish, I personally don't want anything to do with you. So deceitful is the worst. I would say arrogant, not necessarily prideful, but they thought highly of themselves, but they didn't do much or they weren't as contributing as everybody else. They thought they were better than everybody else, which I will never understand why someone who doesn't contribute wants to make people take orders. Lastly, one trait I don't really like is being a cowardice or being a coward, being scared, if you're a boss or a leader, to take the initiative to move things forward and to help people move themselves forward. You have to do that. You can't be scared to make a wrong decision or to make a wrong move. That's it. Powerful words there. Deceitful, arrogant, cowardice, scared. Got it. All right. Thank you. Next is Tonya. I'm confident that a leader in my life, a mentor of mine, will not have the defects of being undependable, apathetic, and ego-driven and arrogant. All right. 
unconfident, undependable, arrogant. Got it. Okay, wow. very good. David. I I'm going to add to the list three: controlling, dictating, closed-minded. Nobody's ever experienced a micromanaging boss who's dictated what they wanted, couldn't care less what you had to say. Nobody's – come on, David. How can you come up with those? You know what? So run every aspect of your life down to what, when you change your underwear. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Marcia, did you leak the Team Seekers handbook out a little bit early with our suggested underwear selection? Oh, my God. Oh, shoot. Got ahead of ourselves a little bit there. All right, fine. Carl, what three terms did you come up with that you just, yeah, when it comes to teachers or leaders? I had a boss one time, and he had so many bad traits that it, it scared me into the smartening up. As I tell you this, the guy was so ego-driven, he was pushy, domineering. He would argue over anything. He was just completely cocky, thinking, oh, I'm better than the rest of the world. And then he'd give the commands with no knowledge of how to do what he wanted to do. He'd come out after me like, oh, you did that wrong. Did you show me how you wanted it done? No. Details, details, details. <laughs> I despise every one of those characteristics because for that reason... So ego-driven, domineering, and argumentative. All right, got it. Cindy, we've got a pretty good list going here. What are your three additions? Undependable, egotistical, a nitpicker, and a nagger. Whoa, nitpicker and nagger. I love it. All right. So at this stage of the exercise where I'm having people write down three terms that they find valuable, three terms that they find despicable. And we've got all these post-it notes posted up. We've done the exercise where people get up and we get into groups. We start organizing the post-it notes that all the overlapping terms, how many times we heard harassing, how many times we heard egoistic. I mean, we began to look at what are some of the common things when it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen, my point to this exercise, you've just told me the two extremes that you look for, that you sense out in people that you look to be your guide, your teacher, your leaders. These extremes are characteristics that you will hold them to or you will look for, true or false. True. Part of the programming, unfortunately. Where do you think I'm going with this? Both are extreme. Both are really a, a makeup of holding on to memories of what was. Anytime we're holding on to memories of what was, we limit our ability to explore and really step into what is in this present moment. Excellent beginning. There's something even more insidious. Yikes. What might that be? Have we looked ourselves in the mirror? <laughs> Get warmer. Get warmer. Marsha, if you tell me 
that what you seek in a leader is compassion and unconditional lovingness and charismatic and truthful and focused. As I get to know you, you're none of those things. As I get to know you, while you may seek that out in me and you hold me accountable to it, you don't have it. What type of relationship do you think we're going to have? Not a very good one. (laughs) Plain and simple, I think that you'll be able to feel in me and I'll be able to feel about you. Am I seeing myself in the mirror? Are these traits that I'm looking for? Do I need to take another look and say, wow, do I still need to clean up my mess since I'm talking negative qualities? Exactly. Do you remember how I talked about worth decay on a personal level? That worth decay comes in the forms of changes in our age, our abilities, our resources, our connections. Well, worth decay happens in leadership roles when all of a sudden you hold a leader to a certain level of standard that you yourself or I myself just can't attain. Meaning, if you find out that Soul Dancer did such and such and you think, oh my God, well, wait a minute. If you do that yourself, but yet you're going, because I did it, there's a H word that I'm familiar with called hypocrisy that's not healthy for anybody. Right? Right. Right. Yes. Why do you think I always remind you that this pay me what I'm worth journey is your journey? So I'm taking a look at myself all the time. <laughs> So I really can take a look and see where I need to make changes in myself, where I need to grow and keep growing. Exactly, Marsha. And your growth, just because you're growing in a particular way, does that mean Cheryl has to grow that way? Does that mean Agnes has to grow that way or Cindy or Carl or David? No, it doesn't. I'm only responsible for my own. The better I get at that the better leader I become. The better mentor you are. Yeah. My point to tonight's exercise is, as you are looking for mentors, teachers, leaders, the traits that you assign to what you want from them, do you have those traits in you? If not, then what? How are you going to use those missing traits in ways that can either help the mentor relationship or harm it. Questions? I think you really gave us a lot to look at. (laughs) I feel the gears turning. Maybe if we don't possess those, that mentor can teach us to have the traits that they have that we should have if we want them in them. And if that teacher or leader trips up, it's our turn to be the teacher, demonstrate unconditional love. Demonstrate discipline. Demonstrate knowledge and caring, respect. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Two-way street. Taking a temperature check, anybody want to share how they felt, thought, what we learned? Did anybody have an idea that when we started talking about the negative traits, 
that it would be throwing back a mirror at us. <laughs> Anybody get that feeling? I do. Sure. Go ahead, Carl. I've had a problem for a long time of ego being at times a little bit pushy. Some of the things that I mentioned as negatives I need to work on. I actually have persistence. Not that you gave me persistence that I had that I just didn't give any worth to. I was told that I was tenacious just as I said that you was tenacious. Stop believing in me until I got that right. You still don't. Therefore, that's tenaciousness. As it is, I've had some of the bad qualities myself, and I've had to overcome them through other people just by listening to them. There's some people that actually do have that ego-drivenness, pushy and domineering. and It's good qualities in the right context. They have to be in the right context and not too much. Well, thank you, Carl. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, Think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.